Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. And my name is Brianna. In this episode, we'll be reviewing First Reformed, Set It Up, and Tag, as well as having a guest later in the episode. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy and Brianna. You guys, this is the first time we did a three-person intro. How did you feel about it? Brianna, I'll let you go first. You know, this is your, this is your first time being involved in the intro. You know, <laughs> this is a big step. This is a big step for me. I feel like I'm official now. I'm less of just a guest, more of like an actual screen fella. Less of an afterthought. <laughs> Uh, it's always weird waiting for you guys to do the intro because I just sit here like, well, I can't talk until they introduce me. Otherwise, <laughs> weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's I don't know. That's kind of the like our, the easiest way we kind of just did it at first. But I mean, now, like you've been on the podcast so many times, it's like it doesn't make any sense for you not to do it. So, uh, yeah. And hey, look, you're on the new cover art for crying out loud. We're not going to not have you in the intro at this point. Right. <laughs> oh, so official. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, it's good to belong to a family guys. <laughs> honestly, have we talked about the cover art on this podcast? I think we have a little bit. I think we have just a little bit. I think mine looks like the weirdest one. Yours? No. Why? Yeah. Why? Because, because like, all right, so I feel like you guys have, like, the older version of, I don't know, maybe, but, like, I feel like you guys have the older version of Bitmoji. So, like, when they said, hey, you could actually, like, you know, do, like, you could actually, like, your, make your Bitmoji look more like you. Basically, I opened up the app, and then I, like, you know, I had the app basically, like, capture my face. Okay. So that's basically what it looks like. So I feel like my face is, like, a lot slimmer and then your guys' faces are a lot huger just due to the fact that you guys have like the older version of bitmoji yeah. so i just feel that mine looks so <laughs> weird compared to your guys's <laughs> due to the fact that mine's it, mine is the only updated version um, so, i have the updated version of bitmoji not on the picture you don't <laughs> i definitely do i don't think so brianna <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna look at this picture right look, now. All I know, pull it up right now. All I know is sick. that the most conflict or the most uh, the most common comment I get about the new so logo not, is that Enrique, Enrique doesn't white. look like Enrique. <laughs> exactly, because he's not white. I don't know what the tallest guy. He's not. Oh my gosh! Like, what do you want me to? T- I mean, is he by you? No, he's not here right now. <laughs> all right, because I need to tell him because. Yeah. Like, me and you are the same color. Brianna's the only white person here. And then Enrique wants to be Brianna. <laughs> so, look, I don't, I don't know. know take it up with him. I, I told him, I was like, Enrique, everyone is saying this doesn't look like you. And he's like, it looks like me. I'm like, Enrique, you're not white. But anyway, um, yeah. So Enrique is not here right now, but he will be joining me later in the episode when we have our guests on. Um, and I guess we'll introduce our guest then. I'm, but I'm sure I'll advertise it. So you know what? This I'm is just, just really upset with Enrique because it's false advertisement. <laughs> it's a false advertisement that he's white. False he's advertisement. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, he's white. <laughs> it's like it's like I came to this podcast for the two white people, and there's only <laughs> one. Dang it. White there's only one white person. Let down. What <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, <laughs> There's probably somebody just, out there that's gonna be mad. It's like, hey, and I thought there were two, there were two white people. Oh my gosh. Anyway, I feel like I'm offended as a Hispanic. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why? And I'm not even, I'm not even like, I'm, you're, you're Ecuadorian, right? Like, I'm not even. <laughs> well, enough about Enrique's bitmoji <laughs> for now. Uh, like I said, Enrique will be joining us, uh, well, joining me for the back end of this podcast as we will be having a guest 
um, that if you saw on social media, then you probably already know who it is. But if not, then I guess it'll be a little surprise for you. All right. Well, we are going to start. Uh, it'll actually just be Brianna and I to start um, because we're well, going to. What? I'm just going to go ahead and let everybody know this. I'm really not going to be in this episode. I'm <laughs> like in this episode for like maybe 10 minutes. Maybe. Uh, maybe 10 minutes. Yeah. Because, like, Carlos has seen all three movies. Brianna has seen two movies, and I have seen one movie. <laughs> so the order is going to be two, one, three. <laughs> and in terms of how many voices you'll be hearing in these movies. So uh, Brianna and Carlos will be talking yes. about um, first one performed. movie. The first performed. Right oh, now. boy. And then Carlos will be reviewing one movie all by himself. Because he's, you know, he's awesome like that. And then... <laughs> You're going to hear all of us discuss tag. Yes. So if you're a huge Ozzy fan, if the reason you are subscribed to this podcast is for Ozzy, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're only going to hear me in like 10 minutes, guys. <laughs> this episode is not a great episode for Ozzy fans. Exactly. Exactly. Reminds me of the Hunger Games stimulation. Do you want me to be there for five minutes? So. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. So anyway, starting with First Reformed, this is a review that is uh, – me and Brianna were talking about this before. Well, basically right after she saw it, she called me and we were talking about it for a little bit. Uh, this is going to be hard to review because this movie is – kind of out there at times <laughs> i think that's the best way to put it that's an understatement yeah <laughs> um so it, it's gonna be hard to talk about this movie without kind of just diving into it and talking about a lot of the spoilers and trying to analyze it but we are going to try our best to be as general as possible this is one much like i, I you kind of even mentioned this before we started recording brianna uh, this is very much like mother where we could have an entire like uh analysis of this movie if we wanted to and try to discussing what actually was going on uh but we obviously don't have time for that so it's not gonna happen but we're gonna do our best to review this movie um so anyway here we go this movie i'm gonna try to explain what this movie is about all right so basically there is a preacher uh played by ethan hawk who runs a church that is more of a historical site than an actual church he does hold services but not many people actually attend and the historical site is owned and operated by a much larger kind of mega church and he meets well there's this girl who goes to his church and she um kind of sets up this discussion between her husband and the preacher to try to counsel him because the husband is going through a rough time. And then from that discussion onward, things kind of deteriorate for this preacher. That's the best way I can put it without kind of diving too much into it. Uh, he's got a disease as well. It's, it, it's just, it's a very much a character piece in my opinion. And also it's got a very, very, uh, blunt for lack of a better term message that it's going it's talking a lot about um the environment and uh, in a way christian responsibility to the environment it's a very interesting uh way to approach the subject but anyway that's a i kind of stumbled through that explanation of the movie but i'm I, honestly that's the best i can do i don't know brianna what did you think of this movie uh in the i, I know that's a kind of a difficult question already but <laughs> Um, this was not, uh, I mean, you asked me to see this movie. You asked me or Ozzy to see this movie because you were like, I need to talk to somebody about this movie. And I didn't know what that meant when I went in. Uh, I didn't know if it meant this was the worst movie I've ever seen and I need to talk to somebody about how bad it was or this was the best movie I've ever seen and I need to talk to somebody about how good it was um, or somewhere in between. And about... At about an hour and 20 minutes in, I totally understood where you were coming from. <laughs> that's <laughs> when you Snapchatted me. I guess the, I'm guessing the theater was... You and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing the, the actual, theater was empty. <laughs> uh, there were about two other people in the theater. <laughs> um, um, what did I think of this movie? Well, first and foremost, let me just say to you... Carlos, to Ozzy, to anyone else listening who might 
hate me for talking about a movie that is trying to care, that is trying to raise awareness for Christian responsibility regarding the environment. Um, I hate every movie that is preachy about its message, that is overt where the story is sacrificed to get across a point because it doesn't feel like, it feels like manipulation. It feels like propaganda. And so I, I had a really hard time toward the end of this movie where everything was kind of being driven home because for the most part, it was handled pretty subtly. And I thought that they were bringing up some really like plainly, like some decent points that, that definitely There's some people fascinating speak. dialogue in this movie. Yeah, that's for sure that there are definitely some interesting conversations that are taking place. And I mean, that's the whole, that's one of the beauties of film is that you can, you know, raise awareness through dialogue and through character arc and all that. But when it's done too heavy handedly, it does feel like propaganda. And, you know, I, so I had a really hard time with this movie because of that. And I know some people are going to be like, well, if it's for the right reason, then, you know, then they're allowed to do it. But I don't think that's the case. I think that like movies that don't, uh, if you can't have a conversation, I mean, obviously you can't have a conversation with a movie, but like <laughs> when there's so much happening uh, by way of arc that they're like trying to argue with you and you literally have no chance to respond or defend yourself or contribute. It just feels like manipulation or propaganda. And so I had, I had a really hard time with this movie for that reason. Um, I noticed some really distinct stylistic choices, um, which is interesting. Uh, but I mean, I feel like this is not a movie for most people. No. Yeah. This is like, like I said, this is a movie like Mother, where some people, uh, I think people would be way less disappointed with this movie than they were with Mother, because this is kind of a movie that you go in kind of a little bit knowing what you're getting, not totally, but a little bit knowing what you're getting. Um, but at the same time, it's just like, this is a movie for people who... This is not a, all the best I can say is that this is not a movie for most people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I would agree with that sentiment. I think look, this is an A24 movie. Ozzy and I have both praised A24 basically since we started this podcast. I, but it is a fair thing to say when in regards to A24 that they do not make movies that are for the mass audiences. They make most of the time they make very very strange indie movies and strange is not a positive or a negative uh, descriptor for these movies it's just they are different from the norm they're different from the blockbusters the mainstream movies that we normally get so that's going to be off-putting to a lot of people and this movie is no exception, and in, in a lot of ways, this movie is definitely an extreme version of an A24 movie. <laughs> the best way I can describe this movie, and it was the way I kind of, the, the way I'm kind of processing this movie, because this is not a movie that I'm like, I know exactly what I think about it coming out. This is a movie I'm going to have to <laughs> think about. This is a movie I might even need to see one more time, maybe when it comes on streaming or something like that. The best way I'm kind of processing this movie is thinking of it like a very kind of dark character piece. Um, and in that vein, it kind of reminds me a lot of Martin Scorsese's Taxi Driver. The way I described it to my brother, in fact, is that it's basically Taxi Driver if Travis Bickle was a preacher. Um, and if any of you have seen Tra Taxi Driver, that will sound very, very strange to you. Uh this movie, uh, the best part about it is the dialogue and my the script, really, because the dialogue is great. There are some really, really good, intelligent conversations that happen here. And then there's also a conversation in this movie between uh, this preacher and a more even right-leaning person that is 
frustrating. It was very frustrating to watch, to be honest. And it's the way they kind of decided to write it. And it's the way that they set up these characters that it was just infuriating. Like it was stomach turning, to be honest. Like, and then on top of it, the way they frame this movie is that this preacher is writing, uh, Ethan Hawke's character is writing this uh, journal throughout the movie. And so throughout points of this movie, we see or we hear him kind of talk or we hear what he's writing down in his journal. And that stuff is really, really fascinating. So I just I really, really enjoyed the script. And then you put on top of it the very, like you said, distinct stylistic choices that are made here by the by the director. And you kind of get a very uh, if if all else, if it's not, if you don't find it interesting or compelling, then uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know. You might not find it compelling. Here's what I'm saying: you're not, you might not find it compelling, but you gotta find it some kind of interesting because it's, it's definitely different than something than anything I've seen in a while. Uh, now moving on to another positive I do have for this movie is the performances. I think Ethan Hawke is really good here. I do think he's a very underrated actor or actor. Excuse me, I almost said actress. Um, I do think he's a very underrated actor. I've liked him in almost everything I've seen him in. And this is no exception. He has, uh, I think he shows a decent amount of range here. And I quite enjoyed his performance. Uh, do you have any other positives, Brianna? I've talked for a while. <laughs> um, definitely Amanda Seyfried. Yes. I thought that she, I mean, having been in a lot of those like awkward home situations, I noticed particularly like her and her husband were very awkward and that it seemed very na naturally awkward like it didn't seem very this is not a very cinematic movie no um all by by and large and so they they try to give a certain feel and that's very effective but i mean that it almost boils down to science mm -hmm. like you know he's very intentional about camera like shot composition especially during the conversation like the conversation composition as far as shot is concerned is very awkward mm -hmm. um and that was very intentional i thought that amanda seyfried did a great job um just because she's not uh i mean she's one of the main characters and i agree ethan hawk's performance um was compelling, but I noticed in particular Amanda Seyfried, like a lot of a actresses similar to her, you know, they try to make it something that it's not. Mm -hmm. This is like I said, this movie's not very cinematic. And so if she had tried, you know, it, she made the right choices, I think. And so, you know, I, I think that definitely contributed a lot to the feel of the film. The feel was intentional. Um, I think it definitely achieves what it what it goes out what it sets out to achieve. Whether or not that's a pleasant or unpleasant effect on you is that's highly personal. But mm -hmm. it definitely accomplishes what it sets out to accomplish. At least for the first, uh, I mean, honestly, the last fifteen twenty minutes of this movie is just complete insanity. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, um I I can't speak as much for that yeah. part as I can for the rest of the film. But for most of the film, it really goes for a certain image, a certain feel, and it definitely accomplishes that. And like I said, that is um, like a lot. That's due largely to a lot of muted colors, a lot of very still shots and the um, awkward like shot composition during conversations and um, like naturally awkward performances. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. So uh, I, I, maybe we should rebrand this podcast into something like uh, Carlos learns things while recording a podcast uh, because <laughs> I, I am uh, basically what I'm learning here is that I should just like not be lazy and look things up before I start recording because um you know how my main comparison for this movie is Taxi Driver? Uh, well, yeah, Paul Schrader, the, the director, the wrote Taxi, taxi Driver. <laughs> you know, because I'm an idiot. So I, I should have known that before. <laughs> no. uh, but I guess that speaks to uh, his writing style. Because, I mean, 
Jeez. Okay. So that makes a whole lot of sense. And he also, he, he works with Scorsese a lot. He also wrote, wrote First Temptation of Christ, which is a movie I am very fond of as well. Um, but anyway, that makes a whole lot of sense. Oh my goodness. All right. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's move on to negatives, and I think uh, we've kind of touched about this a little bit, and, or touched on this a little bit, and uh, it is very on the nose, uh, especially there is a very strange kind of out-of-nowhere sequence in this movie, and that in its in and of itself, in my opinion, could be considered a negative because it just, it doesn't, it feels out of place, um, but that sequence is also used in a very in a way that it just like hammers you over the head with its point. And it's like, all right, we get it. Stop. This is hurting me. Um, so yeah. that whole sequence doesn't really work for me. And anybody who sees the movie is going to know exactly what sequence we're talking about, but there is <laughs> one that sticks out like a sore thumb. Uh, so that's my biggest negative uh, in regards to this movie. Uh, I, I know that's probably one of yours as well. Uh, do you have anything else though? Um, I mean, I guess it's a negative and a positive because if you're taking the movie seriously up to that point, which I'll admit that like the preachiness kind of undermined its credibility for me. But if you're taking the movie so seriously up to that point, it really does take you out of the moment. It really does take you out of that feel and make you go, what, <laughs> what, what? <laughs> Okay, because it's like, there's a strange escalation, and some of it, like, uh, I mean, some of it, like, at the beginning, it starts to make sense for the film, but eventually it gets to the point where you're you're thinking, um, this is just complete insanity. The why, why is this here? Um, yeah. So, if you're taking the movie seriously up to that point, if you're not put off by the preachiness of it, and you're invested in the story as it's playing out, uh, in real time and you're, you know, you've got the uncomfortable feel, then I think it will take you out of the story, especially since it's the only instance of anything like that in the movie. It doesn't happen again and it hasn't happened before that point. So it's completely random. Um, yeah. And so, but again, because it's so awkward and so stifling most of the movie because of, the creative choices. It also provides some much needed levity and hilarity. Like if yeah. you're not taking yeah. it super seriously and if you're uncomfortable and if Fair. you're bored, that scene will make you laugh. Mm -hmm. It'll just make you go, what is happening to me right now? Yeah. <laughs> so I can see it both ways. Yeah. Uh, another negative I will bring up that I don't even know, like, again, I'm still processing this movie. This is going to take a while here. But another thing I, I do want to discuss kind of is the pace of this character's arc. Uh, it's just, it feels like it just kind of, we get to a point and it's like, boom. And, oh, this is the direction we're going. Like, it didn't feel 100% natural to me. But then again, it, the, if I watch it again, it might completely work better the second time. I don't know. It, this is such a strange movie. It's so hard to talk about without going into it in depth. So I, unless you have anything else, let's just rate this movie and move on. I, I couldn't even rate this movie for you, honestly. <laughs> I think, honestly, the first thing that came to my mind when I finished the movie was a question mark out of 10. <laughs> like... Um, so yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. That's my take on yeah. it. I, I'm, what would you look, give it? I think either, no matter how you cut this up, I don't think this is a bad movie. I think this is ultimately a good movie. I was entertained watching this movie. I know a lot of people won't be. So, again, we will give the asterisks of this movie is not for everybody. So, keep no. that in mind. I'm going to give this movie right now 7 out of 10. I think this is a good movie. I had I enjoyed it, but you might not. So read about this movie, maybe. If this sounded interesting to you, go check it out. If not, you'll be fine. I don't think this is going to be nominated for anything. Most likely, I could be surprised, but I doubt it. Um, yeah, so... And again, this is definitely a movie, and I've said this a couple times this year already, but this is a movie that my mind could be completely changed. I could think this is one of the best movies of the year. The more times I watch it, I don't know. Uh, but 
I don't know. It's so weird. All right, moving on. And if you're tired of me talking, well, then I'm sorry because I'm the only one who watched <coughs> this movie. Uh, and this is a Netflix movie. And when I tell you the genre of this movie, you're going to go, why of all the people on this podcast were you the only one to watch this? Um, and I'll give you some sort of explanation. And if you still judge me after that, then, you know, I understand. Uh, this, is a, this is called Set It Up, and it is a rom-com. <laughs> now, the reason I watched this movie... Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa, okay. Whoa. Hold your freaking horses there, Carlos. Did I hear that quickly? You watched a freaking rom-com? Yep. You, out of anybody that I know... It, that's, see, this is what I'm saying. I, see, I was expecting like to get judgments like after we were done recording, but I, hey, I'll take the judgments now. Fair enough. No, man, I mean, look, <laughs> there's some pretty good rom-coms out there, okay? Like, Brandon and I had a few debates on what good rom com I mean, the big sick is telling Shut you... Shut up. It's not a rom-com. It is, rom-com. but, you know, we won't have it's this debate rom- now. Nope. It's a 100% nope. rom-com. But, <laughs> but you watched the rom-com. No. I mean, I gotta All right. say, I'm... <laughs> That's a surprise, Brianna. That's a rom-com. Stop. <laughs> Let's just you go know, back and meet in the middle and say it's not. All right. Well, Ozzy, how about you put up a poll on the Screenfellas Twitter and we'll find out that way. All right. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Uh, so this movie is a rom-com. Now, why did I watch this movie? That's the first question that you all have. Obviously, that's the question Ozzy had. Uh, I watched this movie for one reason and one reason only. Zoe Deutsch. Uh, Zoe Deutsch is an actress who... Uh, if you don't know, she has been in a couple of movies that we've talked about on this podcast. I know I certainly have talked about, um, what's that movie called? It's that, uh, oh, uh, frick, I'm pull, all right, I'm going to pull up her filmography now. Um, but I, she's an actress who I think is incredibly underrated and underappreciated i think the as the years go on she's going to get more and more work uh here i pulled it up um she was in uh, the disaster artist she had a small role there she was in why him do you remember that movie ozzy that with brian cranston and uh james franco james franco no i don't see it yes you did no i didn't Oh, yeah, I did. Yes, you did. I'm like, yes, you, we reviewed it on the podcast. I know you did. I'm sorry. Bro. I mean, I totally did. Um, and she was in Everybody Wants Some, which is a movie I definitely talked about a lot uh, two years ago when we first started the podcast. Uh, and basically, in Everybody Wants Some and in Why Him, I specifically pointed out Zoe Deutsch. And I was like, I even said when I talked about Everybody Wants Some, I'm like, I don't know who this girl is, but you want to be paying attention to her as an actress because she is great. And then I saw her in Why Him? And you can go back and check the tape. I definitely had her as one of the biggest positives in Why Him? She was great in that movie, in a movie that was okay, from what I remember. It's, it was a very forgettable movie, but she, I remember specifically praising her. So when I heard that she was in a movie on Netflix, I'm like, hey, all right, cool. Easy access to watch one of my favorite up-and-coming actresses. And she is, she steals the show here. Uh, This movie, it has a lot of issues. It's not the best rom-com I've ever seen. It's certainly not the worst rom-com I've ever seen. I think there's a lot of positives here, but it definitely has a lot of issues. But the biggest positive is Zoe Deutsch in her performance. Yet again, she steals this movie. She is great. And... They the two leads have decent chemistry, but I mean she's definitely pulling the most weight out of either of them. So, uh, this movie is about basically these two people, Zoe Deutsch's character, and I'm gonna pull up the other guy's name. But uh, basically, these two characters they have terrible, terrible bosses, unbelievably terrible bosses, which is something I'm gonna talk about in the negatives a little bit. But they are awful, awful human beings, and. These two people, they meet and decide that they need to get their bosses to fall in love with each other. They need to set their two bosses up so that their lives will be better. Because if these two bosses are with somebody, then they'll be more focused on their relationship and less focused on being cruel and terrible. That's the point. That's the story with this movie. That's the that's the setup here. That storyline, I mean, I feel like I've seen it before. It's fine. Uh, like I said, the bosses are completely unbelievably terrible. Like they're not believable human beings. 
but I actually did buy the relationship between the two leads. I thought it worked pretty well. A lot of that has to do with the fact that Zoe Deutsch is a great actress. Um, and there are some actually really funny moments in this movie. Like, I'm sitting here watching it on my uh, computer. I'm, like, there are some moments that I literally started laughing out loud. And I'm just watching this movie by myself. And I'm like, okay, this movie is pretty funny. So, I, I did have a lot of fun with this movie. I think it has a decent amount of heart. So, th- th- that's basically the best I can say. Uh, in regards to negatives, the bosses are unbelievable. The actor is not as good as uh, Zoe Deutsch. Uh, and I, it's not consistently funny. There are some really funny moments, but it's not like a very consistent comedy. It's kind of uneven, and the, the a lot of the side characters are unnecessary to kind of just in in the way. So I, it's got its positive qualities. I think there's really funny moments. Zoe Deutsch is great, but it certainly has a lot of the flaws that rom-coms tend to fall into. So it's... Ultimately, it's an okay movie. I'm going to give it like a 6 out of 10-ish, I think. I had a, I had fun with it at points, but again, it's got its issues. And Zoe Deutsch, again, please be on the lookout for her because she is really, really good. Uh, and she is also, if you did not know, the daughter of Leah Thompson uh, of Back to the Future fame. So... That kind of ma- when I found out she was Leah Thompson's daughter, I was like, that makes a whole lot of sense because she definitely reminds me of Leah Thompson. Uh, but anyway, that was a random side note. So that's what I got. And uh, keep your eye out for Zoe Deutsch. All right. I guess we can move on to Tag, the one that we have all I'm seen. Just disappointed because, you know, I kind of watched it if you had told me that, you know, you watched it, <laughs> but you didn't. <laughs> uh, it was just something I watched like a random night because I hadn't watched a movie that day, and I was like, "Well, man, might as well just watch this Zoe Deutsch movie." So I thought you. I mean, I mean, this is this is shocking. I mean, I mean, dang. I mean, this is like you watching the Kissing Booth, basically. Why? I mean, no, it's not me like. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> um. Uh, I mean, all I'm right. just saying. I mean, at this point, I don't even know what to expect from you. Hey, I guess I can be unpredictable too, Ozzy. It's not just you. You're not the only unpredictable one. <laughs> hey, man. I mean, you really caught me off guard here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, well, let's move on to Tag, the movie we've all seen. And Ozzy, you have not talked basically yet in, in a review on this podcast. So I guess you should take it away. Tell the people what this movie is about and what you thought about it. This movie is based on true events, but it's not actually anybody real. Um, <laughs> this movie is, I'm just standing, I'm just right off the bat, because I was like, dang, this is super cool that, you know, it's based on actual people, and it's not. It's just based on a concept of actual friends of, like, a group of people playing tag um, for 30 years. Very loosely um, based on true events. <laughs> yeah. It's probably, like, 10, like 5% based on true events, <laughs> yeah. because... I mean, turns out there was actually, like, a lot of people that played. Like 10. Um, Probably, like, 10. Yeah, like 10. So, there was, like, a group of friends that basically played. Um, So, basically, this movie is directed by Jeff Tomsick, starring Jeremy Renner, Ed Helms, Jake Johnson, John Hamm, and um, Ella Fisher, and Hannibal uh, Bursis. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. And, you know, it's about these... Burst, thank you. And starts these five guys, you know, they've been friends for 30 years, and a Jeremy Renner's character, Jerry, has not been tagged. So it's, you know, the last year, they're all playing tag together, and they're, the whole thing is about tagging Jeremy. Now, this trailer was amazing, super funny. I really wanted to watch this movie. I was so excited to watch this movie yesterday. I went to the movie movies. I watched it with Dennis. Dennis fell asleep within, the, you know, Dennis fell asleep within, like, 30 minutes. And I was honestly disappointed in this movie. Very wow. Um, this is not, I mean, I did not have, I mean, I really chuckled in this movie, but I wasn't dying laughing mm-hmm. like I wanted to. And I'm just disappointed. Um, I'm really disappointed in this movie. Um, it was, it, I mean, I really just, I mean, it was an all right time for me that could have cast somebody else. Um, I just really in wasn't having... I mean, I really didn't like um, 
for me they could have for me they could have cast somebody funnier for the role of uh, Kevin. Kevin was just there. He really didn't do anything. Um, I was just kind of disappointed in his character. He was kind of just there. He really didn't do anything. He really didn't run and try to attack him. Probably like once he did. Um, this movie was trying to be funny. I felt like I was in a room with somebody that I had just met, and they're trying to tell me joke after. Okay, I'm gonna make an office refer- reference here. <laughs> I felt like I was with Michael the entire time, basically. Um, if you guys don't know who, who I'm referencing, uh, Michael Scott. <laughs> basically, somebody. Ozzy, you are just now getting around to a show that everyone else has enjoyed for like <laughs> hey, the last hey, hey, fifteen hey, years. Hey, thirteen I'm years. Saying, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's no one who does not understand who are you talking about right now. There there are. You'd be surprised. But anyways. People like you. I don't know if that's an insult, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, okay. But basically, I just, I don't know. I didn't have, I mean, for me, I was super bored. I mean, I wasn't super bored in this movie, but I, I really wasn't hilarious okay. um, at all. I just felt like it was a group of guys doing, mm-hmm. doing very um, out of the norm childish things but way over the top. Um, and I really, I mean, for me, honestly, there was no reason for Annabelle Wallace's character, Rebecca Cross, Cross's oh, character to be gosh. there. Yes. I was so <laughs> yes. annoyed. Like, why was she there? She was, she was literally, useless. there was no reason. Useless. The only reason why she was there was to publish the story, but they could have gone about the story in a completely different <laughs> way. And there was no, there was just no reason for our character to All be there. All right, you're diving fully into <laughs> negative, so I, let's start positive. Let's start positive. Positives, uh, I, Jeremy Renner, I think, is definitely a positive here. I think a lot of the cool sequences in this movie have to do with Jeremy Renner's character. Uh, they would do this kind of... Uh, Slow Sher- motion. It yes. reminded me of like Sherlock. Yes, Holmes it was a Sherlockian it. type thing, where the, he w- they would do a slow mo and you would hear kind of his inner monologue. Uh, they showed a little bit in the trailer, um, and those sequences are the best in the movie. There, it's the best sequences in the movie. They're really cool action type sequences that are based around playing tag, and they're also just pretty funny. I think that there's some decent chemistry between these characters. That's another positive I would have. I believe that these are a group of friends for the most part. There's some weak links here and there, but for the most part, I I do agree that, or I do feel like these were actual like friends. I bought, I bought their relationship as a group. Um, And Isla Fisher is an actress who is so so funny. When she when she is on, she really can be hilarious. And I think she's probably the funniest single performance or has probably the funniest single performance in this movie. I really enjoyed her performance as well. Um Brianna, what about you? What positives do you have? Um I'm just going to go ahead and contradict everything that Ozzy said cuz I uh, love this movie. Enrique loved it too, so you're not alone. Um and it's funny because it's pretty it's pretty obvious that Ozzy and I have very different senses of humor because I remember he loved blockers and I was pretty lukewarm mm-hmm. on it um but I thought that the cast had great chemistry mm-hmm. um I understand that Annabelle Wallace isn't exactly a fan favorite but uh she's kind of an audience insert obviously there wouldn't be a whole lot of reason for um there wouldn't be a whole lot of reason for the characters just to be explaining what they do to the audience or explaining the rules or the rituals or all that. So she's kind of there so that they have a reason to explain what they're doing um, to a newcomer. And I mean, there was uh, an Annabelle Wallace. There's a one-to-one correlation. You know, there was a, a wall street journal reporter who interviewed them. It was male in real life, but obviously they kind of have to include other females somewhere uh-huh. in the film. Um, but I, I thought it was uh, way more genuinely funny than most big budget R-rated comedies that I see, um, mainly because it's just so outlandish that you know it's not taking itself too seriously. Um, obviously, it's only loosely based on a true story, but um, I thought that the the concept is fun. The execution was interesting. Obviously, not every joke lands perfectly. I wasn't a big fan of all the sexual humor because it just feels like lowest common denominator. 
Um, but I, um, I, I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought that, um, the arc, like the, the underlying message, it wasn't always there, but it, it was there undergirding the main plot. Uh And, um, I thought that the not, I'm not giving anything away when I say this, but I am going to talk about the ending. Uh, Um, I have to talk about the ending too. Yeah, I I actually really liked it. Ugh. I I know that no no that's probably no. a controversial decision, but I I liked the ending. I thought that it really like supported the arc of the film. Like the message wasn't too it wasn't forced. I didn't think I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was well done. <sighs> Oof. All right. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let, all we're right. going to dive to negatives. Me, Ozzy, you don't have any more positives, let me, right? Let me, let me just say, I do like the chemistry <laughs> okay. with some of the characters. Like, I did like the chemistry between, um, you know, all, I'm just going to say all three of them, like Ed yeah. Hams, Jake Johnson, and John Hammond. I thought they were hilarious. Uh, I did love Jeremy Renner, like, with the slow motion. As soon as, like, for instance, like, when he went, when he walked into where, like, one of the rehearsal dinner was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um and they all did feel like genuine best friends. Like, I feel like this is something that I would do with my group of guys is be like this play tag until like, you know, for the years ago. I mean, it does have interesting concepts there. Now, execution wise, it's not all the way there. And that's where I'm going to jump into negatives. Yeah. The cinematography for the first time, like when they're actually, when they're like, for instance, when Ed Helms is actually chasing Jake Johnson's character, they have like a, like a weird camera angle where like the camera is actually on him and he's running. So you just see his facial expression the whole entire time that took me a hundred percent out of the movie interesting that took me a hundred percent out of the movie and i hated how they did that mm-hmm. um now the ending of this movie yeah, I let's talk like about it let's talk about whatsoever. it <laughs> like okay. they threw there's a there's a twist in the movie and i'm not gonna spoil what the twist is but they threw like a curveball and for me it did not work whatsoever okay. it came out of nowhere the, the movie itself <laughs> slides to a halt the movie ex- itself acknowledges okay we shouldn't have done that i it's just it does not work it really i like and to each their own brianna if you enjoyed it that's great but man did i not enjoy it and i i feel like i'm kind of in, in the middle with it like ozzy you're you're pretty negative on this movie brianna you seem pretty positive i and really enjoyed parts of it but man the ending it just really tore this movie down for me and i already was kind of like eh, it's okay my goodness like it, it did not work for me at all it felt like what are we why why was this the way you wanted to why was this the joke you wanted to land on it wasn't a joke though that's what uh, made it so great was that no. it wasn't no, there i'm not talking about arc. the very ending i'm not talking i'm talking about right before that like this is where, again i'm surprised that this is hard to talk about without spoiling it but there <laughs> there is a joke in this movie that does not work and the characters acknowledge it doesn't work and i was sitting there like whoa why are we doing this this should not be a joke and oh my ugh, that it, it just left me with a terrible terrible taste in my mouth oh, i that, see if i knew what you were referring to i could respond <laughs> but i don't totally know what you're okay. referring to all right well <laughs> uh i'll just give a hint uh i'm not gonna give a hint but, i mean i i mean <laughs> you I know really, what i'm talking about ozzy right i know what you're talking about okay <laughs> um dang um <laughs> It's just yeah, like, that no, wasn't, it's, it's, it's kind of like anybody, I feel like anybody who, see, this is like kind of giving it away. I feel like there no, no. is cer- a certain portion of, there's definitely people in this movie who are going to be kind of upsetted by a joke that is made in this movie. Th- that's what I'll say. And I certainly was one of those people. I, it really bothered me. It didn't sit well. I didn't think it was funny. I thought it was ultimately kind of offensive and I felt bad for anybody who was really, really bothered by it, and I would completely understand. And it didn't work. I mean, yeah, I mean, that joke really didn't land with me. I thought like that's what the movie took like that. But the character, it doesn't land with the characters either. That's why it's, like, insane that they kept it in the movie. Like, I don't know. It was yeah, weird. I mean, I don't know. I didn't like that joke. Um, again, I don't know why the hell Annabelle Wallace was in this movie. I really, <laughs> listen, 
like that's fine if you need a female character, but have her do something. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like 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 you know, I can at least defend like Isla Fisher's character. Like she was married to one of the characters. And she was actually helping them, trying to figure out, like, how to tag Jerry. I love that she's so the most than... into it that, <laughs> out of anybody. <laughs> I know, she was great. But, like, I don't understand why, like, why the other one was there. Like, if you're going to have that there, fine. But I don't feel like you need to, like, have her be a part of every situation. I feel like she was really way too involved for something that she really didn't even need to be mm-hmm. a part of. Um, for me, so she was just, like, a waste of a character. Again, I mean, I really couldn't. I mean, for me, there was like a lot of the top, like over the top stuff that went on in this movie that I really didn't care for. Um, That's the tone of the movie. I, mean, I didn't. That didn't bother me as much. But I, I, mean, I get for that. Me, for me, I really wanted this to be the comedy of the year. Like for me, I was like, this is like this was the comedy that I was looking forward to the most, and I wanted to love this movie. I wanted this movie. I wanted to say that this movie for me was way better than than the blockers, and I actually have a blockers poster. Um, but it wasn't, and this is going to be a bold statement, but I actually think that Blockers was funnier than this movie. I mean, I had a better time in Blockers than I did in this movie, um, just because, I mean, I laughed more, but, um, overall, I mean, this is an eh comedy. I mean, you can go either way, I guess, just, just from this review. You have someone in the middle, you have someone who really likes it, and then you have somebody who's, like, saying, don't watch it. Um, I mean, you can totally watch it, that's fine, but, um... You know, I mean, I really didn't think it was all that much. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm just gonna be the first one to rate it. I'm giving this movie like a four point nine. I thought it was. I'm really disappointed in this movie. Yeah, uh, Brianna, what do you got? Um, I give it a cool seven out of ten. All right. I think that's fair for my enjoyment of the film. Yeah, I, man, I'm definitely like I'm more in the Aussie range here. <laughs> I like around a five point two, and I'm. I, I there's moments that I really like in this movie, and I, there's characters I really like in this movie, but there's also moments I really don't like. If you couldn't tell, um, and ultimately there's just I feel like there's something missing here, and it's it's kind of forgettable. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I was disappointed. I'm, I'm I was disappointed as well. I, was, I wanted this to be good too, Ozzy. So. Yeah, I wanted this. I wanted to love this movie because I wanted this to be. I wanted this to be the hangover, basically. You know what I'm saying? Like, where yeah. this came out of nowhere, basically. And this was, like, basically a bro movie. And, like, a bromance movie, basically. And it wasn't that. Like, it was trying to be. But, it, it, honestly, it, it fell through. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just really disappointed. And yeah. I'm and I'm upset because Ed Helms is in the hangover. So, <laughs> I mean, I just I, I couldn't get it. Okay. <laughs> right. Fair enough. I couldn't get it, bro. All right. Uh all right, well, I guess this kind of wraps it up for our three reviews. So, um, uh, Ozzy, I think I did your social media and everything. Brianna, uh, towards the end of the episode, because uh, pull back the curtain, I already recorded the back half of this uh, podcast with Enrique. So, uh, yeah. Right, but I did say your social media there. But, Brianna, I did not say yours. So, why don't you plug all your stuff now? Um, I am on... Facebook at Critique the Movie, or you can find it under the handle of. I can't remember. Isn't it Critique Live? <laughs> it's no, it's not Critique Live. I fixed that. I just can't oh. remember what I fixed it to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, you can find me on Facebook at Critique the Movie, and um, I want to say it's Brie that Critique. Okay. Um, but either way, you can definitely find me on Facebook at Critique the Movie, and if you're that curious, you can message me from there and find out what everything else is. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Ozzy, uh, do you have any, or Ozzy and Brianna, do you have any final thoughts before we throw it over to, uh, anything else you want to throw out there before we throw it over to Enrique and I and our guests? Uh, I just want to go ahead and uh, let everybody know that The Big Sick is a rom-com and that this movie's not good. <laughs> And I'm going to say that the Big Sick is not a rom-com. He's only saying that to piss me off. And that um, Tag was good and Blockers was not. 
All right, fair enough. I can use the last word on it. <laughs> All right, uh, and you can head over to our Twitter because I'm sure by the time this goes up, Ozzy will have a poll on there uh, to see. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm working on the poll right now. All right. I'm gonna go I, honestly, I don't care what the results are because I know. Well, that just means you're stubborn at this point in time because at this point in time, oh, you know no. what I'm saying? Like, at least I'm able to admit, like, hey, the poll won, but you're just like, nah, even if the poll wins, I win because. <laughs> Yeah, that's basically what you're saying. Okay, and that's the point of what I'm saying right now. I don't care what the results are because I know in my heart of hearts that the big stick is not enough. Oh, I don't geez. care what the MTV says. I don't care what Rotten Tomatoes says. I don't care what I don't care what Letterbox says. I don't care. I don't care. It's not a wrong. Look, and it's a hundred. You know, I want to. I want to interview the people who actually wrote this movie, and I want them to tell you, like, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna dial. I like, I would love for them to. I know it's not gonna happen, but I would love to interview them <laughs> and say, hey, hey, maybe is this one a day. rom com? And then if they say yes, it's a rom com, and I want them to say it to your face, I don't care. Then, <laughs> oh wow, you still won't care, even if the people admit it, it's a rom com. I don't care. All right, uh, on this argument. <laughs> On this argument, <laughs> we will send it over to Enrique and myself and our discussion with a special guest. Enjoy. Hey guys, so as I went to edit this portion of the episode, I was sad to realize that a large portion of this discussion was completely distorted and rendered basically useless. So... Unfortunately, what that means is that we will not have this first portion of the, the first portion of this discussion, but we will have the, for the most part, the entire second half of this discussion where we kind of talked about um, non-Marvel or DC movies and which ones were the best and which ones stood out. Now, because we're missing the first portion, uh, that means that we're missing the entire introduction for our guest. So basically, I'll be doing that right now. So myself and Enrique were fortunate enough to be joined by Sam Basher, host and writer for the Only Stupid Answers podcast and for New Rockstars. And Sam is a pretty big voice in the online uh, nerdy so it was really fun to get him on and uh, be able to just discuss all these things with him and it's unfortunate that we weren't able to get the first half of this discussion because we had some really uh, we had a really good talk but we were able to get the second half so where you're picking up in this discussion is uh, right after I had made the um, point of Unbreakable uh, being one of my favorite um, non-DC or Marvel superhero movies. And then Sam goes on a little bit of a sidetrack into Incredibles and talking about the first and second one. No spoilers, don't worry. Um, And then we kind of get right into just discussing more of these non-Marvel or DC movies. So, yeah, that's what's going on. I'm so sorry that we weren't able to get the entire discussion on here. I I honestly do not know what happened in the recording process that it kind of went down like that, but hopefully we won't have anything like this again. All right, well, thanks for bearing with us, and enjoy the rest of the episode. By the way, I will get this out there. Incredibles 2, I think... Is just slightly better than Ooh. Incredibles. Maybe not better. I think I enjoy it more. And I don't know that. And yeah, it's basically comparing. Okay. It's like comparing a ninety-eight percent to a ninety-eight point eight percent. Like it's <laughs> they're both fantastic films. I like that take. Uh, but Incredibles, uh, or sorry, Unbreakable, is definitely. It came out ten years too early. Like yeah. it, if it came out like now, it would be this like really cool, dark and gritty take on the genre that is like dominating the box office. And it, it's so. When people are like, I want a grounded story, and then they get a Batman story that's like, he still has gadgets, and he's fighting, like, drug demons, and you're like, all right, there's, like, something here that's not quite not quite grounded, yeah. but it is more grounded than uh, Two-Face and Riddler teaming up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, uh, it, it is truly grounded where it's a guy who's not paying, like, you don't pay attention to how many times you get sick in a year, and you're not paying attention to, like, when you have, like, feats of, like, super strength because he was in an emergency. Like, he wasn't. He wasn't paying attention to that, mm-hmm. and like maybe if you get like a like an icky vibe about somebody, like you wouldn't really think much like more about it because he was such a grounded 
person. Like he, yeah. like the and uh, hit that scene between he, him, and his son, where his son holds the gun to him, oh, and he so was like, good. "I will leave." It's so it, it's so heartbreaking. Um, it's such a good, it's a fantastic movie. But I think I'm gonna not to totally copy, but since I can't think of anything, I'm gonna throw <laughs> uh, Split in there yes. as well because of because of the twist of it. Because uh, when I was watching it, I thought like there's something there's something really haunting and kind of demonic about the film, the way like, uh, the, his, uh, like his, whatever is happening to, uh, what was his name? I'm like, whatever, James McAvoy's character, whatever's happening to him, it's Billy? kind of otherworldly. And Bucky, no, Barney? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Whoever the main personality yeah. was, it was kind of hard to tell. Also, I, I will put this out there. At first I was like, uh Oh, having a character with multiple personality disorder, which when this movie was coming out, I was working at SourceFed Nerd at the time, mm-hmm. and I was like, wouldn't it be cool to do an explainer on how does multiple personality disorder work in the real world? And boy, did I go down a rabbit hole that was super depressing because <laughs> a lot of people, this was actually used, fun fact, as a way of like tricking people into stealing their money because there was like, tr- they were traveling, and this is air quotes, psychologists who would go from town to town in America, even across the world, but mainly in America, and they would be like, hey, figure out if you have multiple personalities. And you would come to like uh, like a mall or like they'd set up shop somewhere and like you could do like a, psycholo- like a psychological test. Mm-hmm. And then they start like mapping out. And it's like, yeah, you might have another personality or you might have several. And then when people started like, like really doing the tests, they found out that some people just had delusions. And now there are there is like a real version of multiple personality disorder called did which is dissociative identity disorder mm-hmm. which most of these other people have they would disassociate with reality and, and create these personas so that they didn't have to deal with things you know like mm-hmm. and they were mentally not great but they didn't have multiple personalities anywho the premise of this movie already felt icky like i said and so but when they established early on that it was like in this world there are cases of people having like because they've like psychologically like forced themselves to believe one thing or they're they've been conditioned to do this one thing their bodies have physically changed i'm like mm-hmm. cool what a cool thesis and i can follow this and not apply it to our real world uh like our demonization of you know, mental illness and this is something else so i thought that was really smart on on Shyamalan's part and the studios and it was it it, it was it was mind blowing to see what James McAvoy could do with all these different characters. Incredible, should have been nominated. Oh yeah, and I get why he wasn't, but like yeah. I, yeah. I, and it was uh, incredible. Uh, and I'll say that for superhero, it was a supervillain origin, yeah. but I am very excited for Glass as well because it is something that's not associated with anything else. I know that Valiant is trying to kickstart their universe too, and I'm not sure mm-hmm. where they're at with. That. I think Vin Diesel might be signed on to do Bloodshot, which I'm interested in. But uh, we'll wait and see. Yeah, wait and see. I am uh, very glad to have you on my side on that. Um, My brother here, not a fan of Split. (laughs) We had a very big argument on the podcast. I have have beef with Split. (laughs) I'd rather not get into that now. (laughs) Could could I? Well, not to get into it, but what? What's a? What's one of your gripes or or problems with it? If I might, I I need to rewatch it to be honest. But like, I don't. It was just I don't know I wasn't I hadn't seen Unbreakable at that point when I saw it so then when this whole uh, it's like the plot twist happens I was like oh that was kind of wasted and I was really mad about that then I watched Unbreakable it got a little better I have to rewatch uh-huh. Split I I think the whole debate on the podcast because my my uh, other co-host who is not with us right now uh, he was on um, Enrique's side here and the whole debate turned into kind of should we have to have seen another movie to fully appreciate this movie and is that okay and that's where the debate ended up boiling down to um which i i don't know it it worked for me but obviously i had seen it so i can't really completely put myself in their shoes so um, Ooh, that's tough because that's a, that's one of the complaints about Infinity War too. True. They're like, is this even a movie or is it like seven season finales cut yeah. together? <laughs> like it's like, well, yeah and no, but shut up because <laughs> I like it. Exactly. Uh, Enrique, do you have one? You want to throw out there? <sighs> yes, I do have one. Okay, so this I okay I this is tough because like this isn't like traditionally what you think about a superhero movie. But the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> from the 80s or 90s, what mm-hmm. a weird, fun movie that is. I, All right. I, it's something oh. else. It's it's really good. <laughs> no, 100%. No, you're completely right. I'm going to throw this out there. Have you watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3? 
the Turtles in Time. Is that the yes. one where they go to like Japan? <laughs> of course, it's so weird, and I didn't know it was like a licensed movie. It was in a bin at a Walmart. You know, like oh they have like the, the, the like those yeah. uh, the yeah. VHS and the DVD bins. So I got that, and movies. I didn't. As a kid, I didn't get that like that it counted. You know, <laughs> like it like it meant anything, but it does. But they because I also was confused because they changed up like the suits that yeah. the actors wore. It's basically Man, I love Infinity War for turtles. <laughs> so good it's so good it's so and it's like i wonder who pitched it because they're like turtles ninjas japan makes sense but it's like what's you know most kids aren't like super excited to learn more about feudal japan (laughs) like you know uh but i I enjoy that movie it's so silly it's so so silly little aged (laughs) but it it, it is what it's good I support Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 100. percent Interesting. Um, all right, where do you guys land on the Hellboy movies? Ooh, those are fun. I <laughs> actually, definitely fun. I, uh, I, my roommate actually enjoys the second one more than the first one. I think that's probably the more popular opinion. I actually enjoy the first one more, um, but I, I they're just, both underrated in my opinion. Yeah, and, and like the, that uh, it's Ron Perlman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that his. He's what carries the movie for me. I think his performance in, in that, uh, in that all that makeup and it's like it's just it really works. He sells it, and then it's just it's got a very it's got a pretty unique uh, tone and style yeah. and feel to it, and it just it comes across as something like very unique and different. And obviously, the source material is kind of uh out there (laughs) yeah so Mm -hmm. like it's just it's derivative of that but i just i have tons of fun with those movies i find myself re-watching them um more than i would think like you would think Mm -hmm. and i I don't know i i'm kind of curious about this kind of reboot that they're doing coming up i wish uh uh, del toro could have uh finished out a third one with del toro i know but uh del toro (laughs) as genius as he is he wanted way too much money to make it unfortunately so uh, oh is that what it was up i never actually looked into because i too really like those movies by the way listeners uh that the cgi in those movies holds up crazy well so like the yeah. the 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 especially the army the I'm, I'm so the golden army um it's shocking how good they look also that has one of my favorite sci-fi characters ever is um well abe is up there but yeah. also Shit, the doctor who's the ghost that can inhabit oh, like yeah. possess people yeah. and the way like he like talks he's kind of like um uh not uh what, what was the alien from lost in space totally blanking on the uh, the, uh, the um, robot oh i can't remember you know what i'm talking like about robbie no i don't remember I, I think you're not wrong. I think it's like Robbie something, but um, it, it his original look, not the mm-hmm. new one uh, for the Netflix series. But yeah. that's what I, I like that like weird clicky mouse thing that he has and like the fishbowl head. Yeah. Big fan of that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I I was like, I remember when they first started um, promoting Shape of Water. I was like. Oh please make it be an ape secretly an ape sapien movie please make it secretly I think it is somewhere deep deep down <laughs> deep inside down. Yeah. I mean you Did you guys see it? Yeah. Beautiful. Such a good movie. Yeah, well, yeah I really enjoyed it. Mm. Um it was really high up on your top 10 yeah, it's, last year. It's fun. Um but yeah. So All right, uh do you have any other ones that you want to throw out there? I I I mean, Chronicle is definitely one. Um, oh, as insane as that director has kind of turned out to be, I, <laughs> um, I, I don't really. I mean, he made a good about? first movie. Yeah, so. What are you talking about, man? Josh Trank is my role model. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I, I, that movie is incredibly unique, and I, I really enjoy uh, the, the fact that they were able to incorporate the found footage style into the, mm-hmm. this genre. Um, do, you saw it, Sam? Correct. Or no? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, it was it was shocking how good it is, and yeah. even revisiting it, it's very good. Uh, the actors in it are incredible, and like it, it really, they the powers help uh, the found footage out a lot, especially since like they can like telekinesis. Cool. That means that they can hold the cameras without using their hands, and you can get like a wide shot, and like you don't have to worry about anyone being like poking holes in the logic of that it's just like let's just tell the story and see how cool this can be it was amazing and uh i do want to say really quick mm-hmm. uh just because we can't really mention them too much because yeah because it just came out but incredibles captures uh so many good things about like that that genre it's emulating the yeah. uh you oh, kind of yeah. get a hint of uh, johnny quest in incredibles yeah. 2 but it, it captures it and it really 
the family dynamic, even though a lot of people are like Fantastic Four, it's like it's different enough, you know, yeah. it's its own thing. But the way it captures the family dynamic is so impressive. Like it's it's incredible. Also, I think it gets brownie points for Michael Giacchino's score. Because oh, yeah. it, I love the music in that movie. That like like the yeah. little like the tinkle on the on the high notes on the keys, mm-hmm. like on the piano. It's just like as soon as you hear that, you know it's gonna like like explode into this big band uh, score, and you just get so excited when you hear it. You get pumped up. You want to start running. You want to start throwing fists. Not punching anybody, <laughs> but you know you want to like start like duking it out to the air. It's a it, the the movie, uh, especially the second one. Uh, it that. It, it, it's incredible how well they're able to uh, establish these characters and give them extremely human moments, especially uh, in this movie. For me, the dad when he has this breakdown, he's like, he talks part about of the movie. It's so good. It, that yeah. is so good. Also, the the spit take, the water out the nose. Oh my gosh! It, yeah. it, I was surprised how I didn't pay attention to what was happening in that scene, and I was just listening to the conversation. And when she does that, I died. I, I like, and it was genuine laughter, like really. Such genuine, like, I felt good after that laugh. Yeah. Like, it was like a laugh I'd been holding in for years and was able to finally escape. <laughs> and Radbird yeah. brought it up. It, it's just, it's, <laughs> it's crazy because, the, like, if you look at it, it shouldn't work. Like, it, it really leans into the comic booky side of things, the kind of silly. But it doesn't feel like it, it. leans into the silliness, but it also is incredibly, like you said, it, it's incredibly human. And it's, it, it's just, it's really, when you boil these movies down, what they're about is they're about, like you said, family dynamics. And it's like, how do these two things work? No, the core of it, yeah, is yeah. the family. And it's like just the outer layer, the, yeah. the dress it's wearing is the Johnny Quest comic book yeah. uh styling and like it but it's only really used as a style uh-huh. but the rest of it's telling you stories like in the first movie where it's like don't maybe don't really rely on your heroes too much like you can take care of yourself like if you when you put people on pedestals like that they're only going to let you down mm-hmm. uh and in i don't want to spoil this because <laughs> no, one's, no one's seen it but yeah. like it, it it does deal with um like bigger concepts but also the core of it is our relationships to one another and within a family yeah definitely definitely all right well i think this wraps up our conversation with our guest sam basher sam uh where can people find you on social media and all of that well thank you guys for having me this was a blast um i'm at sam basher everywhere that matters s-a-m-b-a-s-h-o-r and uh, just for po- my podcast stuff, that you yeah. should be uh, you should be going to onlystupidanswers.com. It's got the Patreon, it's got merch, it's got bonus episodes, main episodes, YouTube videos. Uh, my co-host DJ put that together because I'm afraid of setting up websites. So <laughs> it looks really good. Uh, go check that out and listen to my podcast, Only Stupid Answers, where we talk about nerdy stuff as well. Definitely, definitely. All right. Well, thank you for coming on, and uh, we will be sure to try to get you back on again because this was awesome. Yep. Please do. No, this is super easy. You guys, you got a good setup. I'd be, I'd be uh, honored to be invited back. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, man. All right. So that will wrap it up for this episode. Uh, you can find the podcast all over social media, all at ScreenFellows. It's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and, of course, our YouTube channel. Uh, and then, of course, the website where Brianna is doing some great work there. And you can find myself um, on Twitter and Instagram at Cherry456 and... You can find Ozzy on Instagram at Castro Ozzy and be sure to tweet at him and tell him you want to hear more from him. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, everywhere. Subscribe. You can find the podcast anywhere you can find podcasts. So go check that out. Subscribe. Tell a friend. You know what to do. This is Screenfellows. <laughs>